This is Solutions for Families, where parents come with problems and leave with solutions. I'm Paula Fellingham. Thank you so much for joining me. Today's episode is How to Communicate Well, and I wrote it especially for parents. I'll start with a story. Robert was a new employee with his company. Getting established as a successful salesman demanded a great deal of time and energy, both physical and emotional. Robert said, I would sometimes wake up at night in a cold sweat feeling anxious about whether I'd make it as a salesman. I worried about having enough money to make ends meet. Some months I made adequate income and some months I didn't. I was becoming an emotional wreck, but I didn't share my feelings with my wife, Sherry. I guess because I didn't think it was a macho thing to do. I wanted to appear strong and in control to her. But she wasn't fooled. One evening, while we were walking in the park, she said, Robert, you're feeling pretty uptight about how things are going at work, aren't you? I told her, no, everything's going okay. But she didn't let me off the hook. Yes, you are worried, she insisted. And I think it's natural, she said, but I don't like to see you feel this way. Let's talk about it and see if your situation is as bad as it seems or what we can do to make things better. Well, at that point, Robert said, I opened up to her and shared all my frustrations and concerns. I I felt like a dam had been opened up inside of me. I hadn't talked with anyone about this, and it was a great relief to finally get it out. We talked about ways to cut our expenses and things we could live without. Then Sherry said, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Robert said, well, the worst thing is that I'd lose my job. Then Sherry reminded him that if they lost his job, they'd still be able to make it on her income, and her job was very stable. She said, we'd have to make some changes, but we can make it. Robert said, that talk helped me so much. My sales gradually increased, and today I'm one of the top salesmen for the company. But that's not the most important part of the story. The most important part is that on that evening, years ago, Sherry was sensitive enough and interested in me enough to know that I was hurting and I needed to talk. She cared enough to start the conversation. As a result of talking through that situation, I felt closer to Sherry than I ever had. I think that established our close bond with each other more than any other single event, and it set a pattern for that type of caring, open communication, close quote. And that's from Celebrating Family Strengths, produced by the University of Oklahoma. My friends, communication is the process or way that we transfer information from one person to another so it's received and hopefully understood, right? Received and understood, those are the key words. We can't call it communication if one person talks and another appears to listen. It's only communication, real communication, if information is received and understood. So in their book, Secrets of Strong Families, Nick Stenay and John Dufresne write, quote, good communication isn't something that just happens among strong families. They make it happen, close quote. My friends, we could say that communication is a it's like a two-way street with lots of traffic signs and billboards to really communicate. We have to be able to read the signs as we drive and watch for oncoming traffic. So let's talk about those two sentences. First, communication is a two-way street. Two or more people need to be involved for communication to exist, of course. If we as the parents are the only ones talking and our children are not listening, we're not communicating. There's a saying that I'm sure you've heard, 
I don't care how much you know until I know how much you care. We need to be sure that our children know without a doubt that we love them and that we truly care about their well-being. Then, with their confidence in our love and concern for them, usually our children will more readily listen to us. Second, I believe that as we communicate with our children, they give us lots of signs and billboards, don't they, to both direct us and distract us. What our children say does not always reflect their honest, heartfelt feelings, right? As parents, we need to be constantly reading the signs of our children's body language and, and you know, expressions on their faces and their, especially their tones of voice. Sometimes we need to listen between the lines and try to hear what they're really saying, try to understand how they're honestly feeling. Peter Drucker once said, the most important thing in communication is to hear what isn't being said, close quote. Third, we're going to have to watch for oncoming traffic. I'm referring back to that, that, uh, those sentences that I said before. What does this mean? It could mean that as we talk to our children, we should expect occasional negative or hurtful feelings, that's oncoming traffic, which they don't really mean or which they unintentionally communicate badly. Again, we have choices. Three wrong ways that we could react to unkind words are to be offended, to get even by retaliating, or to stop talking. As parents, we have the responsibility to teach our children productive behavior. How? The best way? By our example. That's right. When the oncoming traffic is heavy and hurtful, we should choose to use a communication skill that will prevent a collision, right? And steer the conversation onto smoother roads. What we say will vary by situation, so it's important to know a variety of good communication skills and then be sensitive and creative in our methods. A key to communicating well with our children is to try to remember what it was like to be a child, a teenager, a young adult. Whether the, young, the one to whom you're speaking or listening is 3, 13, or 23, Try to be that age in your mind while you're communicating with them. Try to walk the proverbial mile in their shoes and think about being them with their life experiences, their needs, their desires. Then you'll be able to use the understanding from that position and add it to the wisdom of your adulthood and the result will be a wonderful place from which you can communicate with empathy and with discernment. If we could put into practice what we've learned about speaking with kindness and combine it with sharing our hearts openly and listening with the intent to understand and to help, then we're on the road to being able to communicate deeply, openly, honestly, effective, effectively, and frequently. Strong relationships are built not on surface talk, which during which people only discuss the weather or other non-threatening subjects. Usually relationships which stand the test of trials and time are those whose participants are willing to communicate the thoughts and honest feelings of their hearts. 
By doing so, they risk ridicule and rejection. It's true. But nonetheless, these people accept the risk because they cannot be satisfied with anything less than sincere, honest, meaningful relationships. And I hope that's you. It is certainly me. Speaking and communicating openly and honestly and frequently right from the heart is one of the ways that I've been able to stay close to my eight children and now my 24 grandchildren. You just open your heart and share your, your feelings with love. I believe most parents sincerely desire to have meaningful relationships with their spouses and their children. They want to understand one another's true feelings, the innermost thoughts and desires of, of their hearts. Parents often just lack the communication skills that allow this to happen. Perhaps because of the way we were raised, we never saw people communicating well. That could be true for you. The examples in our lives may have been less than ideal, right? Again, we have choices. We can choose to begin today to learn the skills of effective communication and then practice and practice until those methods become second nature. My friend, I could promise you that with practice, you can feel very comfortable using the four parts of communication that I'm going to teach you in the next videos. Yes, I'm going to talk about so many things in these next few videos, and you'll be comfortable with doing these things once you've practiced them. Learning and strengthening communication skills, it doesn't mean an end to all problems, of course not. It doesn't mean that strong families don't have conflict. They do. Family members get angry with each other. They misunderstand one another and sometimes just disagree. But when they communicate, they're able to get their differences out in the open where they can talk about them, discuss the problem, and come to a satisfactory solution that's agreeable for everyone. That doesn't mean the solution will give all involved exactly what they want. It just means they've reached a common ground on which they can agree. So what are some of the advantages of positive open communication? You probably could answer this yourself quickly. Family members who have learned to communicate well with one another have learned to talk and listen carefully. They know and they feel each other's joys joys and sorrows and heartaches. How? By sharing their hearts, sharing their thoughts. They know how to laugh together. They enjoy a sense of humor that brings happiness to their lives. Families who communicate well are able to express openly their feelings, their differences, their similarities, and their hopes for the future. They practice positive ways of handling conflict, so problems are brought out into the open and discussed, and solutions are found. Good communication also provides security and safety. People know where they stand in the family, and that contributes to a feeling of well-being. Sometimes we take family communication for granted, right? We may think we communicate well just because we're in a family or because we spend a good deal of time together. However, most of us can improve our communication skills. Relationships, my friend, are built on one interaction at a time. Each interaction moves the relationship in a positive or in a negative way. We usually can't change relationships overnight, 
but making improvements in our communication skills will always move them in positive directions. Now, just a last few thoughts about communication. You know, I've learned that when I do these next things I'm going to share with you, as I communicate with my children, my relationships with them are positive. All right, number one, show unconditional love as, as you think, as you speak, and as you act. Now, again, unconditional, and I mentioned this in, a, in a, another video, excuse me, another podcast. I make a lot of videos, <laughs> and I'd love to invite you to hear some of those, but the first thing is to show that unconditional love. And by unconditional love, it doesn't mean that you agree with everything you do, that you love everything you do, but it does mean that independent of their poor behavior or misbehavior, you still love them. You love them because they're your child. You love them because they're a son or a daughter of God. You love them unconditionally as that even if you disagree with so many of the things that they do. Another thing, something that I've learned as I do these things that my relationships with my children are more positive, is I, I do what I talked about just a f- couple of minutes ago. Be there for your children. Be there as you talk with them. And this means to have empathy for their position as you remember what it's like to be young and try to think like they're thinking with their life experiences, their needs, their desires. Another thing, try to understand their honest feelings before you try to have them understand you. Another thing is to listen so carefully. Again, between the lines. Another Speak positively, upbeat, with a cheerful tone of voice. And then the last one I'll share right here is to respond in a way then that's, that's helpful, that's not blaming, that's helpful, whatever that way is for them. All right, in closing, Dorothy Neville, she made this wonderful, insightful comment. She said, quote, The real art of conversation is not always to say the right thing in the right place, but to leave unsaid the wrong thing at the tempting moment, close quote. And you know what I'm talking about with that. Sometimes you need to just not say anything and listen better. Hmm, indeed. Learning to communicate well is a skill that takes a lifetime. Okay, my friends, until the next episode, have a beautiful day and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. Tell your friends about Solutions for Families and come see me at paulafellingham.com. As always, I send you my love. Now here's a real quick question. Are you ready to have a more loving, peaceful family? With my seven-step parenting course, you can enjoy more love and peace in your home than perhaps you ever dreamed of. If you're ready for less contention and more kindness, this course is for you. And on paulafellingham.com, you can sign up for my free parenting webinar where I share tips and solutions for families that really work. Have a beautiful day.